What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming Bigcast. Ains here, joined by Dan and Bert. Episode 42 coming to you today with some news from the week around Mortal Kombat, Days Gone, Anthem, naturally Fortnite, and some other things along with a review of Grease, the indie game that seems to be a hit on the Switch. And then, of course, we'll talk about uh, some of the other things we've been working on. But guys, let's hit it off with Mortal Kombat 11. We had the reveal event out of London this week. Ed Boon and the crew were uh, kind of showcasing everything to do with the title, from gameplay to fatalities to uh, some of the customization and gear system. We mentioned this when it was revealed last week, but we have a lot more detail now. So a couple things that we know for sure here are that there's a customization and gear system similar to Injustice, but it looks even more in-depth. So you can uh, really change the look of your character, even classic characters like uh, Scorpion, Raiden, etc. There is no run or stamina meter in this game. So it's different from MKX where uh, the screens were a little bigger and there was rush down play with running. They're going back to more of a traditional fighting game stance in this one where it's a smaller screen, no running. It's more about positioning and uh, jo jockeying for position with the other player. The classic characters, Baraka and Scarlet, are joining the game right out of the gate. And Ed Boon said in an interview with Game Informer that uh, they're leaning towards more classic characters than new characters in this one. So again, a little different from MKX. Um, and then lastly, they're separating the meters. So there's an offensive meter, defensive meter, and a death blow meter, which is the new name for the X-ray moves. So that uh, you don't have to use your meter powers on one specific thing. You can divvy them up between different moves. So, Dan, I know we talked before that you're not the uh, biggest Mortal Kombat fan. So some of these details you know, may not interest you. But after the full reveal this week, um, anything you see here that's going to make you pick it up? It looks so cool, man. I mean, that's the biggest thing with Mortal Kombat and, and myself. Um, I suck at fighting games, so not that that should come as a huge shock to anybody because I suck at a lot of games, but um, I've just never been able to, you know, get good <laughs> at such games. <laughs> so, um, but I watched the reveal. It looks awesome. Um, I'll probably end up picking it up just because, you know, I, I like to see what the single player has to offer um, do the best I can, probably get through most of it and then get to a part where I absolutely cannot pass kind of like injustice 2 where i just got my ass kicked over and over by somebody i can't remember who it was i think but, in uh, the story mode there's difficulty settings aren't there yeah really it matter. that's how bad i am <laughs> <Funny games. laughs> um i saw the three meter thing that you know that, that was kind of interesting but for me when i play these kind of games i have to focus so much like on what is actually happening now that you've got the meter up on top, you got the two meters in the corner, I think it was what it looked like. There's more ways to divert my attention <laughs> so that I can get my ass kicked by more guys. Um, but Collector's Edition looks awesome. I think they're out of their damn mind for <laughs> charging $300 for a mask, but maybe, maybe you know, you get the $100 game, I guess, and $200 for the mask. But it looks cool, but I, there's no way. There's just no way. I would like to see some cool old characters come back. Um, Baraka was great. I remember that dude with the whole... Was that accurate? Yes, it was. And he was uh, he was one of the most sought-after characters in MKX that they got the most feedback uh, yeah. that needed to come back. So uh, Ed Boon talked specifically about Baraka and knowing that fans wanted him. 
Yeah, man, it, it looks good. I'm, 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 I'm happy for our fighting game fans. <laughs> so, so Bert, I know, um, <laughs> I know you're more into the MK universe like I am. What you think? I think it looks awesome. I mean, uh, we kind of speculated, I guess you could say, that it would look just as good in that teaser trailer than it would in the game. I actually think it looks better in the game than it did in that teaser trailer that was like CG. Um, so I, I thought it looks awesome. I want to see more of the characters. For me, it's always kind of weird when they introduce all these new characters that I don't really care as much for. I want to see some of the classic characters come back. I can't remember the count that was in that roster grid that they kind of showed when they were demoing the characters, but it it's seems like like 22 yeah. or 27 something like that yeah it's uh, a lot of people coming um i'm a big scorpion and sub-zero guy which i know some people despise because that those guys get all the attention i'm also um a big johnny cage fan so um i want to see him come back i think ronda rousey kind of teased him on coming back and it seems like um he is coming back in some form. The other speculation is that I guess the main villain or one of the main characters in the game is going to have some kind of time shifting abilities to where you can go back and play some of the classic characters. We'll see. I think it looks fantastic. Um, other than that, it's, it's a day one for me. Even if I don't play that much online, I still love the story of Mortal Kombat and all the things that happen. So I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ronda Rousey, I think we all kind of already gave our thoughts on that, that I'm, I'm personally not a huge fan of that. I don't like them taking a generation one character and slapping some celebrity, you know, over top of her. I don't think that was really needed. Um, but other than that, uh, your point about the collector's edition, Dan, uh, $300 is a lot of money. I don't think people were going to, were thinking it was going to be that much. Um, as, yeah. Um, as I said before, though, you do get the hundred dollar edition of the game. So the real question is, is the um, is the mask good enough quality to warrant two hundred dollars? And I mean, it would have to be very, very good quality, almost like bust like. Um, and it looks good from what they showed. But uh, we'll be checking it out naturally like the I am. I have it pre-ordered. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. I want to hear more about who's making the mask because that's what it really comes down to. Yeah, it's still in stock too, so it's not something that's sold out. I have a, I don't know, I, this is going to be a weird one for me if it does sell out at $300. To me, that's just insane for a mask. To your point, $200 for a mask versus a bust, that's a bust in my opinion. <laughs> There's the joke. Yeah, usually that's my <laughs> level of fun. You outdid me there, sir. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I think the gameplay looks great. I want to see more classic characters. Ed Boon is saying all the right things. So he's saying that it's, you know, smaller, more intimate combat. They got rid of the rundown. They're doing more old school characters. These are all things I wanted to hear. So um, more MK9 than MK10, in my opinion, which it looks like they're doing. So I'm really pumped for it. Um, day one, for sure. To your point about playing online, the thing that concerns me is just with so many games now, um, and we were talking about this on your show, Dan, is that it takes so much dedication and time to be decent at these games so that you can play online successfully. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it um, with everything else, especially with this coming out after Anthem and division two, which are going to take hundreds of hours from me. So we'll see, but um, day one by regardless. So we got uh, another April release here is uh, days gone. So the next uh, PlayStation big title out of Ben studio. Um, they've been working on this for years now. We've seen it several times. This looks like a finalized release date now that we have the uh, final, not final, but one of uh, the latest trailers along with these special editions were announced. So there's a digital deluxe edition, which we see a lot out of games now. 
And then Sony's doing a collector's edition that looks very, very similar to the other collector's editions they do. So if you bought things like the God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn collector's edition, this looks to be in the exact same vein, a small statue, little art book, et cetera, 150 bucks. So um, this one, guys, I personally, I'm not as hyped about this one. Um, it just... It looks cool. It looks like it's going to play well. I think it'll be a good game. It just it, there's nothing in it that's really made me go, "Wow, I gotta play this," uh, and I'm waiting for that moment. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm in the same boat. Um, I think all the delays and kind of just the weird development cycle that this game have had, it's either going to be really, really good to where they've polished it to, you know, as as crazy as can be, or it's going to be kind of a dud. Um, I think it's one of the games that Sony has kind of sold themselves on as this is the exclusive of the spring and you got to grab this one. And that's what Sony's kind of been trying to sell on as their exclusives. But um, I don't know. I'm, I've am i also got the collector's edition pre-ordered in case it ends up being something special. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. It's not anywhere near my um, top games coming out in the spring or anything. There's a lot of other stuff that I'm more excited about. Um, but I'm I'm keeping a close eye on it for now. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way, Bert. It, it's it's one of those games that's it's going to be either so cool and it's going to, you know, it's going to, you know, it, it's got to give us something that we, we've seen so much stuff from it now in some the trailers. There's got to be some kind of hook there that, you know, kind of grabs people and brings them in. And I haven't seen that yet, you know, and it, right. it's just, I, I don't know what to think. You know, I, I, I'm going to play it. I'm probably going to buy it day one. But, um, I'm I'm worried about it because it might just be garbage, but it might be like the best game that's come out so far this year. You, you, I just don't know. You know, there were just even with all the trailers and everything else, it's just so hard to tell yeah. what you actually are doing, aside from riding a motorcycle and killing zombies. And usually, you know? that's a bad sign. Usually, if a yeah. game doesn't define itself uh, when you see it over and over again, uh, it's because there's nothing. to defining about the game right um and they're not but, zombies you know we've, we've been hearing that all over uh, social media they're not zombies they're not well, zombies yeah whatever oh, i just geez. saw that yesterday they're freakers, actually. They're yeah. freakers. Yeah. yeah well can it's we silly. can we briefly talk about how stupidly cliche the lead character's name is i mean who the hell came up with deacon st john <laughs> i think that's a radio dj here in kansas city or steven st john no. <laughs> that's what it sounds like <laughs> it's just Oh, it sounds so ridiculous. So I think the problem with this game, right, is that Sony has, it, this is going to sound stupid, but they've backed themselves into the corner where the expectations for their exclusives out of their first party studios are so high now mm-hmm. after the last few games um, that everyone, you know, thinks it has to be the best game ever. And I I don't see this being one of them. Yeah, but it yeah. might be. You just but it don't might know. Be. Yeah. You know. That's the thing. It's just one of those things where it's like, going to have to wait till it comes out, I guess. Yeah. See what they say. Yeah, my, my biggest thing too is that it's we've gotten to the point to where the Sony crowd has you know relied on their exclusives to talk all kinds of smack in the console fanboy war. Whereas there's so many cross-platform games that are coming out right now that I don't have time to defend an exclusive in any form of any console right now in any way whatsoever. So if it's good, I'll play it. It's gonna be great, whatever. If it's it's if it's a dud, I think a lot of us saw it coming on this one. So we'll see. Anyways, I'm done there. 
Yeah, no, you're you're right because it's coming out in April, like we said with Mortal Kombat, and I think Mortal Kombat will obviously do very well and stand alone. But um, with Mortal Kombat and Anthem and Division Two and Sekiro and uh, Kingdom Hearts, I had to mention it. I don't know why. Um, but all the all these games, you know, coming out before it, especially those uh, games as a service that you put time into for months and years potentially, it's coming out at a rough time as well. So we'll see. Speaking of Anthem, um, we got a new gameplay series from Bioware this week, which I really enjoyed. So they're going to do this series of a little more in-depth videos. This was about six and a half minutes long, and it showed some of the things I was really waiting to see. Um, so they showed a kind of minute, minute and a half of what the story is like, um, which really didn't interest me too much. Uh, it seemed very Destiny-ish to me. Um, but what I personally wanted to see uh, was some of the customization of the javelins and how you build them out. So it's really neat that you, on each javelin, you have, gosh, almost 10 different slots of abilities with all these unique things you can equip. And you can keep, um, almost like you would in a um, role-playing game or action role-playing game, you can keep different builds. So like you could go do a mission with one build, and then I could say to you guys, all right, guys, for this next mission, we need a tank. And so I'm going to jump in my other javelin that's built with defensive capabilities and some other stuff. And it looks completely different and plays completely different. And you can kind of switch between them in real time. So that's the kind of stuff I need to see more of a, almost a destiny. Jesus. Of Anthem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, we're worried about the end game. I think I see a lot of people worrying about the end game because that was a thing Destiny 1 struggled from when it launched. So as long as it's got that deeper customization and end game where you can hunt in an endless loop, um, it's going to be really, really good. But gameplay continues to look amazing. Um, and I think after this, I'm a little more excited even than I was before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same boat, but uh, it's it just... This one is going to be that one for me that, you know, I actually I'm hoping to get between this one and the Division 2, hopefully one of them, that I really get back into like cooperative multi multiplayer games. And and I played some of Destiny. I, I just could never get into it. This one kind of reminds me, you know, with the with the builds and stuff and the powers, you know, like there's there's like like Mass Effect 3 or Mass Effect 2 where you can, you know, use your push power or whatever, pull power, wow. and then use another power to activate that power. You know, and working there, you did it by yourself, right? So this one's going to take a little bit more coordination, obviously, you know, playing in that multiplayer uh, style. And it's that that that's pretty cool. So they so Bioware brought some of that stuff over into that into this, you know, this new game. I want to see how that actually works out, but it looks good. And that, that trailer was awesome. As far as single player goes, no idea. I didn't really see enough of it. But yeah, it did a look, it, it, it did look a little bit of, you know, like Destiny as far as the story went, um, as far as the gameplay of the story, the first for the single player stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, if this is Destiny again, with just a different developer in another game, I'll be probably passing on this game, to be honest with you. I don't want to get burned again with Destiny stuff. But I did have, um, I should say, I did listen to a podcast uh, earlier this week that mentions the whole end game conversation. And I had a question for you guys is, with these types of, I guess you call them games as a service, et cetera, there's so much, um, I guess, focus on the end game to where I'm wondering if, what do you guys think about, what does that mean about the core game? The, the main story is that if there's so much focus on end game, what does it mean of all the game that is up to the end game? If it's either a bore, if it's lame, if it's too short, if it's too long. Um, I was kind of wondering that too, because I don't see myself focusing on one game for 
300 hours over and over. I, there's too many games to play right now to where I'm, I don't know if I care that much about the end game as other people do. Um, and it makes me wonder, is the core game good? You know, is it is the main thing that we're looking for and looking forward to good? Yeah, so I, I think what you're asking, right, is for people like yourself who aren't going to invest in that cycle of loot hunting and yep. building uh, for hundreds of hours, is the game going to be worth it just for the story, even if it's in co-op, but just for that main core yep. game, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. A minor, I'm a minor loot hunter. I don't really care about finding the best loot and doing something with that 10,000 times, but I know some people, I know, I know you're a big loot person, Nate, so yeah. we're, we're kind of in the uh, polar opposites there. Yeah, um, it's a good question. I don't know. I think that's what we're waiting to see. I think, Dan, even you asked earlier in the week, you know, what, what's the story look like in this game? And we saw a minute of it in this trailer. Uh, I don't think we really know. I know um, for The Division 2, we got some news this week, not to get us off topic, but that that's going to have a 40-hour story yeah. mode. So That's why uh, that has me more interested. Um, yeah, and... And if you played all the way through the Division One, we're here. We go. We're off topic. If we're playing all the way through Division One, especially the missions. There's like two missions after the main game. Um, it's very, very good, and it actually set up the Division Two. So um, I'm more excited about the story in that as well. Um, so I don't know, honestly. I, I don't know how to answer that. I don't think anyone has the answer outside of Bioware at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just, I, I if if. These kind of games, like like Destiny, when I played them, you you can play that single player to a point, and then you almost are forced to either jump in with randoms or find some friends to play with before, so you can advance the story. And that's kind of what what killed me for Destiny, you know, because I, I, I thought maybe I can play this and really get a lot out of it. And there was enough to justify how much I paid for it, but it, it's just <laughs> you know, like with this one, is it just straight? You know, I know there's free play and there's a couple other, you know, and you can play through the story co-op, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, mm -hmm. but I want to be able to play through it by myself as well. Right. You know, not just don't don't force my hand is what I'm saying, especially with a game that's been hyped this big that, you know, looks amazing. Yep. Bioware's doing it. So there's all these things that are pointing to this is a game that I really, really want to play. And then I get into it and then, oh, crap, I can get through five story missions and then we're done. So Yeah, and, you know, keep in mind, um, the one thing, to your point about Bioware, Dan, the one thing that would point to this being uh, a good story and having something deep like that character-wise is the fact that this is the core Bioware team. You know, right. the, the B team is the one that made Andromeda. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so this is the core team, and they've been working on this for years now. So you would have to think or hope, I would say, that it will uh be a good game for people like you bird who don't care about that endless cycle at the end yeah. but we'll see yeah i think this is also like a, a make it or break it for bioware at this point if this is a fail in any form or if people start dogging it or whatever i think uh bioware being this amazing AAA developer that we all grew up with and love is going to be down downscaled quite a bit um that's them being awesome and it's going to fall under it did ea do something again to ruin <laughs> another developer so. yeah potentially yep um, so again, one of these other first quarter titles that we are pumped for is Sekiro. Um, so Game Informer has some exclusive uh, information this month on Sekiro, and we've learned a lot more about it. And it's news that I think you guys will certainly enjoy because it looks to be separating itself from the Souls formula, uh, which we've talked about several times, uh, to be a little more, if I dare say, traditional um, to uh, when compared to other games. So a few details that people may not have heard. 
the attack system is very different from souls it is more it is less slow and methodical more aggressive and they uh mentioned uh, miyazaki mentioned that if you're used to kind of waiting to see a, a enemy swing so you can dodge or roll or what have you um that's not going to work in this game you have to be a little uh, more intuitive about the way you attack the game actually has stealth mechanics so you can actually hide and sneak and uh, you know, kind of pick enemies off like that, which is more attuned to other third-person games that we've played recently. Uh, you couldn't really do that in Souls games. And because you have the grappling hook or whatever, it has a specific name, I forget, um, you can get up on top of buildings and there's different ways you can approach both enemies and bosses. Now here's the big thing uh, for you guys is that there are no actual RPG builds, meaning you're not putting points into a uh, you know strength, intelligence, et cetera, and, and making your own custom build. Instead, there are skill trees, and you, like many other games we see nowadays, you use XP to pick skills from skill trees, and you can, you know, define your build that way. And when you kill enemies, uh, you get XP and gold from them, and when you die, you don't lose either. So theoretically, even if you're stuck on the first level, <clears throat> Dan, um, you could kill a <laughs> you could kill a bunch of enemies just over and over again, and you're still going to be building XP and gold so that you could unlock you know levels, unlock extra skills, which then may help you overcome um, some of those other enemies and early bosses. So it sounds like this game is going to have some of the from DNA um, in that it'll be beautiful, explorative, big bosses. Uh, challenging gameplay, but they're kind of giving an olive branch to some of those other players um, who didn't like that pure Souls formula where it was get good or die. The best news I've heard today. <laughs> yeah. It's got everything I like about it. Um, as I've mentioned a number of times, when it comes to From Software, my favorite title is still Bloodborne. I know a lot of other people prefer Souls games, and Bloodborne is something different from Souls. It's a lot quicker. Um, there's Your, your character's a lot more... Um, I don't know, agile. He can do a lot more things and has there's guns and stuff. So it's 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 a lot better um, for me and better news. And hearing that you don't have to lose everything and start from scratch or whatever, that doesn't mean it's going to be an easy game, obviously. Um, no. But I, I think it's going to be something a lot more down my alley, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> I'm at that point now where it's like, uh, I'll wait for a sale. <laughs> on this one, which sucks because it, it, it's I go back to it, you know, it's one of those games that I'm probably going to miss out on because my uh, abilities are shit. So <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. Um, it looks good. It looks really, really good. And I can say that about a lot of games that I won't play and it sucks. But this this maybe maybe this will be a little bit easier for me that since I don't lose all that stuff, you know, and I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's, just, it's gonna be one of those games I have to kind of get my hands on to kind of see what, what what it's about. So yeah, it looks really good. So I think Bert, we need to mark this down. Episode forty-two. Dan said he's not buying this at launch. So that, we're gonna save this yes. conversation. That is correct. Yeah, save that conversation. <laughs> that probably will not come to fruition. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's weird, right? Because <clears throat> I'm more of the Souls fan than you guys, I think, or at least played more of them. Um, and I was a little let down by hearing, not the not that you don't lose everything when you die, I'm fine with that. I was a little let down that you don't fully customize your build because I'm one of those RPG geeks that loves building my own character. Um, and the fact that we're just confined to preset skill trees now was a little disappointing news for me. 
Um, but everything else sounds great. I'm still really, really excited for it. I think this is up there um, with Division Two and Anthem as my most anticipated game of the uh, the early year here. So we'll see. Cool. Uh, a few other just smaller uh, things to update on. Um, just felt this is worth mentioning because of the absurdity of it. Fortnite, but uh, no one's surprise here. Um, the revenue they made in 2018 has now come out out of super data, and it is said to be $2.4 billion, which is the most revenue of any game in a single year in video game history. So um, one of the other interesting statistics about this is that um, because it's mostly a free-to-play game, right? Um, 80%, I think they said, 80% of the revenue across the gaming industry of the $110 billion uh, that was made by the gaming industry in 2018 was made by free-to-play games. So just goes to show you those mobile games that we kind of joke about, games like Fortnite, um, all those kind of you know free-to-play, and then you just buy loot boxes or you buy skins or you buy passes, what have you. They are driving a tremendous amount of revenue um, for this industry. So I guess we could probably have a whole separate episode about our thoughts on that. But uh, regardless, Fortnite is making a hell of a lot of money. And not that that's surprised anyone. Gross. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. And 0.4 billion of that was probably from my kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't really know what to say on Fortnite in general, but what I will say is this is why the industry is constantly trying to cram microtransactions into games. Yeah. Sure. And um this is why the uh I don't know what you call us, the old school gamers or something. I don't know what we would be considered. The seasoned here, gamers, Bert. Uh, the seasoned <laughs> gamers. <laughs> um, whatever you want to call us. It, it was right weird. in front of you the whole time. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I don't even know. This is why we hate microtransactions. Not not because of Fortnite, but because uh, I think it ruins a lot of, of the normal games that we play outside of things like Fortnite. The only thing I can say is that if you're a gamer that's spending that kind of money on it, it's your fault because the game's free. I mean, you, you can still play the whole game in any way you want as far as the Battle Royale mode and enjoy it just as much. But if you're the one buying all the skins and the guns and all the stuff that you could get for them and the DLC for Marvel movies or whatever the season is or whatever... Um, yeah, that's that's you. Um, yep. So, <laughs> hey, if I can't play it as a gingerbread man, I don't want to play it. All right, yeah. I got a floss, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird concept to me. That games have turned into that, but that's that's yeah. a whole generation of people. Now, what they did say, what was interesting and more promising for people like old guys like us, I'll say, is um, that the other side of the industry, the retail market or the kind of, you know, single player games, right, made a tremendous amount of money as well. And they are up year over year. So I think the I think honestly what it is, is that gaming in general is just so big now that you've got both spectrums and they're all making money. So as long as games continue to come out like uh, God of War and Red Dead and, you know, all the ones we love from this year that were gigantic single player experiences, uh, memorable, no extra money needed, um, I'll be fine. So uh, a couple other small things here. So uh, bad news here, and I don't know if we want to harp on it, guys, but another Star Wars game uh, under the EA banner has been canceled. So this is the open world one that was being developed by EA Vancouver. No further details that I'm aware of, guys. You can update me if you know more, but uh, just the fact that this is canceled and um, Star and Disney, uh, excuse me, Electronic Arts says uh, they still really love Star Wars and they want to make great games for it. 
Dan, yeah. if I could inter if I could interject here really quick, go right ahead. I don't mean to jump on on jump your yeah. your, your, your comment, but good. That's all I'm gonna say. Good. I'm tired of all the Star Wars stuff. The Star Wars stuff is flooding <laughs> the entertainment industry. There's too many movies. There's too many games. There's too many toys. I'm over it. I used to love Star Wars. I'm over it. I only like the original trilogy. I don't care about the prequels. The new movies are meh. And uh, yeah, give the license to someone else. I'm tired of EA having it. Give it to someone good. I'm done. Okay. I agree so, with the last part. So, so you're one of those guys, um, and, and there's many of them. You're not alone. That uh, when Disney bought Star Wars, we kind of all said, shit. Yeah. You're damn right. They're going to right. ruin it. Yep. Now, Bert or Dan, why don't you go ahead and then I'll give my final comment. I, yeah, it sucks. I heard somebody <laughs> saw it and they said it looked really, really good. I saw some yeah. little blur. And uh, a writer at some big studio. Yeah. 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 This is EA. They can go F themselves. That's <laughs> that's it. You know, I, I, I still love Star Wars. I'm no, not, I did, yeah. You know, it's just EA can eat one. Yeah. So, so what, what version of uh, Anthem did you pre-order, Dan? Yeah, I did. Uh, that would be the digital deluxe version, whatever it be. <laughs> uh, oh man, it's a whole different EA. And so did I. It's so. Bioware. It's Bioware, man. I'm I'm putting my faith in Bioware. All right. Uh, yeah, this sucks. I guess. Um, I, don't I guess. I, I I I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, I love I love it, but I'm not one of those people that goes nuts for it. Um, so it's indifferent to me. If they came out with a cool Star Wars game, great. I would have played it. If not, there's plenty of other games. So anyway, and yeah, then uh, well, one, one, one thing industry wise. So if I could be serious for a second and not just rail on my anger of Disney with the Star Wars license now or purchasing the actual Star Wars franchise. But um, so this, we should have seen the writing on the wall when Amy Hennig left um, yeah. the studio. Um, when she, I mean, she's a, in my opinion, a legend in the industry right now. And she's amazing. She went somewhere else. When she left, we should have said, there's something up with that game. I didn't think we thought it would be canceled, but we thought that maybe the game would not be as good of a, a product at the end of the day. But um, that, there's so many things that we have seen when it came to 1313 and that being canceled. We're like, man, that could have been an amazing game. And then when we hear more about it, we even think it could have been even a more amazing game. Yeah. And as Dan just said, people that have seen this game um, behind closed doors have said it's pretty good. So I wonder what happened. I wonder what the deal is. So Yeah, we'll find out a year from now, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, weird about Amy Hennig, though. It's a good point. She is a legend in the industry, and she's been dicked around by these companies far yep. too much the past few years. I I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen yet um, some news that Microsoft picked up the phone and called her and said, all right, join one of our new studios, because that would be yeah. a huge pickup. Yeah. I would but give her a studio. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Hen yeah, here's Hennig Studios. It's yours. Oh boy. Uh, and then the last thing, small thing here. Uh, rumored that uh, SNES games are coming to the Switch Online service. Um, so far, we've only seen NES Net. The hell did I just say? NES games. NES games. Um, this would be cool. I don't know the direction they're going to go here because obviously some of the greatest um, SNES games are on the SNES Mini. So I don't know if this would be just different games, rare games, what have you. Um, but this is cool. The SNES is one of my favorite platforms of all time. So this would actually maybe get me to turn my Switch on, which would be neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this came to the, the online service? 
Link or Zelda Two. A Link yeah. is it a Link to the Past? It's yeah. just Link. It's yeah. one. Of, just, yeah, it's Link. yeah, yeah. I want to. That's one of the only Zelda games I've never finished. What? Because I couldn't. It was so hard. I'm gonna go back and play it now. <laughs> and here is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, no, there's no, one, Dan. No, that's the one. I, you, I, know, I, you know what's I, funny is usually it's me yelling at you. This time yeah, it was Bert, Bert because I don't care as much about Zelda. So I do. It didn't I love to Zelda. Me. That one, I I never played it. I played it as a kid. I mean, this was back in the '80s, so it was like, but it was it was a side scroller, and it was so much harder than the original Zelda. Oh, well, yeah, well, wait a minute. You're talking yeah. about Link, not Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Not Link to the Past. Maybe it wasn't. Okay. Oh, he's talking about, he's talking about second... Zelda 2. Yeah, you're talking Nintendo. about Zelda 2. Okay, Zelda 2, I, I, yeah. that game, I, that game yeah. sucks, and I love Zelda. So. Okay, see, okay. Now, yeah, now a lot, lot of Zelda fans look at that as one of the worst ones. Yeah. It I'll, is, I'll, but I still want to finish it. Version. It's hard. It's damn it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yep. Can we maybe do Backseat Gaming with you playing that? Sure. <laughs> do you, do you yeah, like the statues in your basement, Ains? Yeah, that <laughs> would be throwing it around. Yeah. Yep. I got the original NES controller. Let's see what I'm this. <laughs> I'll still suck. Maybe a pro controller will work better. Probably not. Uh, that game's hard regardless of the controller. It's really damn hard. If you can play it with the pro controller because Nintendo allowed you. All right, yeah, moving well. on. Um, that is all of our updates. So I got a good on. I think I have a good on the spot question for you guys. I actually had two, but we'll go with this one. It is since we have now grown up with several generations. Um, as kids, we a lot of people tended to like specific games or specific genres as kids. I know I did, and and many others, obviously. Um, but for you guys, as you've grown up, what genre um, did you love as a kid um, that you've grown out of now? Um, and you know, what genre would you say is now your favorite where you didn't, you know, used to like it when you were younger? Damn. Dan, you want to go first? I'm thinking, um, I would say as a kid, I really, it's funny cause it's kind of a, the circle of life here. I, I would say <laughs> it's like the JRPGs, <laughs> you know, I really was into those growing up as a kid, uh, when they started becoming a little bit more popular. Um, and then I just kind of got away from them for a long, long time. And now I have started playing. I literally started playing uh, Final Fantasy 13 last night. Mm. And, you know, I got Tales of Vesperia waiting. And there's a lot of games that I really want to play that I want to c- catch up on. Octopath Traveler kind of kicked me back into that, you know, genre. And um, I'd say that would probably be <clears throat> the one that I kind of fell away from, but also the one. That I'm starting to find myself right now, anyway, kind of getting into. Um, but back in the day, I just played anything that I could. You know, it's kind of the same way now. Um, but that genre specifically, you know, I went away from it for so long. It's kind of nice to get back in and see some of these, you know, games that I missed out on and some of the new stuff that they're doing. So. Cool. Yeah. For me, it would be JRPGs. Um, I guess I would assume JRPGs that haven't evolved. Um, it seems like they, some studios are still in the same old where there's no voice actors. There's simply everything's text based, same fighting systems and everything. And all they do is update graphics. Um, <clears throat> Dragon Quest. Uh, and then other <laughs> things like, um, but there is some JRPGs that have evolved really nicely. 
um, like Persona series. Man, that game is just magic, in my opinion. But um, that's that's my go-to. What I will say is probably the uh, real thing that I just don't care as much anymore for is fighting games. I, I When I grew up, man, I was at the arcade with quarters all the time, waiting to play fighting games. And I'd go with my friends. I'd go to, even in college, I would go to the arcade right across campus and, and play fighting games. I was playing Street Fighter nonstop. I could care less about Street Fighter now. Now it's, uh, it's something special about the games, like Mortal Kombat or Injustice is what I really gravitate to. But that's really all I play. I used to be a big Guilty Gear guy. Uh, I still have it in its package sitting on my uh, shelf right now. I haven't even played the newest one. And um, I don't know. Fighting games just don't interest me. They're not as deep as they used to be. Um, it's just the same thing. I play the hell out of Dragon Ball Z uh, fighters. Um, and I play the story. And then I haven't played it again. But I, it's, it's beautiful to me. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I just don't care for fighters anymore. Hmm. You know, we're going to sound like a broken record here, but mine was JRPGs as well, um, <laughs> except for the fact that I haven't come back to them. Um, I adored them as a kid, Final Fantasies, Dragon Warriors, Fantasy Stars. They, they, I mean, they were my favorite games by far when I was younger. And to Bert's point, I feel a lot of those just really haven't advanced. I, I don't like the way Final Fantasy has progressed and changed. Um, I don't like the direction they've gone. Dragon Quest hasn't progressed or changed. Um but yeah, about Persona is probably the only one that jumps out to me that I do like. I agree with you there. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think it's just kind of neat. I, I think if I had a second, I'd say action games. We talked about that last week, like the uh, Devil May Cry, those types of games I don't really get into. Um, but I thought it was neat how tastes change over time. So so we're going to talk about, uh, we got one review for you today, and that's an uh, indie game named Grease. Um, Dan's going to do this review for us. You did it on the site, Dan. Uh, this yeah. is an indie game on the Switch. Um, you scored it a superb, which on our scale is around an eight. And you said it's about five to six hours in length, but one of your favorite games uh, of 2018. So, and uh, we've kind of seen some really positive commentary about this game across the industry. So tell us why. You know, it, it, it kind of, I just kind of saw a blurb on it one day and I was like, you know what, I'm going to check it out and see what it is. Um, it's a gorgeous game. Um, I think the art style kind of takes, um, it kind of took everybody by storm, the way they, uh, just the graphics and uh, just how beautiful the world actually looks. And it, it's weird because it evolves as you go on. Um, it basically is about a, a girl that uh, has lost her voice uh, in a really drab world of grays and uh, not a whole lot of color. And you go through the game and uh, bring color back to this world. Um, as far as, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into the story because it's kind of, it's a little bit open-ended. It's very, very short. It's about five to six hours, which is probably why I gave it a, a, a lower grade. If it was a little bit longer. I think it would have been even higher up in my uh, list of top games this year. Um, but it's just super fun to play. It's not super hard. It's a side-scrolling game that... Um, <clears throat> You get all these games, these Metroidvania Souls-like, you know, Celestas, which is a, sure is a great game, but it's also very, very difficult, right? You know, as people talk about, this one, you cannot die. There are literally no traditional enemies. It's just a platformer, and you have to figure out puzzles. Um, and it's enjoyable because of that. Um, it's, it's not where, you know, you're sitting there and you're <clears throat> dying 57 times you know, trying to get through one little level. It's 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 taking in the breathtaking visuals, but still challenging yourself with some of the puzzles. Um, and I loved it. I mean, it, it was 
in that world of all these souls like games, it's, it's nice to have something that I can just sit down, enjoy when I don't have a whole lot of time to invest in all these games. And the, you know, the older I get, the, the less time I have. So it's nice to be able to bring a game that's, you know, poignant, you know, I'll say that to, you know, and, and also, you know, beautiful and well done. And, you know, just a nice little compact package. It's only like 16, $17 on the eShop. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. So, is there question for you? Is there only yeah. one way to complete it? You know, can you complete the puzzles in different ways, or is it you figure it out and it's really just telling a singular story? It's, it's just a well, yeah. It, there's only one way to finish it. Um, there are, I think, more that you collect these little stars, which make constellations, which allow you to get to the next level. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's more than what I collected, um, but I collected enough to get to. Gotcha. The ending, basically. Yeah, there's not, there's not, it's not, it's not super deep for sure as far as that goes. It's just basically side scrolling and figuring out each puzzle. And as you progress to these worlds, you open up these new colors, you get new uh, abilities for your character. Okay. You, know, you can turn her into a giant brick, which sounds super weird, but <laughs> it's actually part of the gameplay, you know? So it's cool. Very cool. So Dan, I had a quick question too, because yeah. it, it looks amazing and beautiful to me too, but you mentioned it was too short. Do you feel like the story was cut short to kind of include the content and that there's more that could have happened? Or do you think it is a complete story? I think it's a complete story. I think they they also could have probably made it five hours longer if they really wanted to. But, you know, that's just, you know, by adding more colors. I know that sounds weird, but it's... Um, they do a good job wrapping it up. You know, you, you get a lot of heavy handedness in a lot of these uh, indie games. You get a lot of, you know, them beating you over the head with the story and stuff. Hundred percent, full full disclosure. The story to me, you know, it, I think you, you can take a little bit different things out of it. People, different people will take different things from it. Um, wasn't my number one favorite part of the game. It was it was just the journey to get to that point. Hmm. Um, they did a really good job. I think, you know, it's a little bit heavy handed, a little bit, but at the same time, I, I've played some games that just basically beat you over the head with it and it drives me crazy. So it's kind of refreshing not to have to deal with, you know, the developers heads so much. I guess. <laughs> so. Okay. Excellent. Stuff. So you can check out Dan's, uh, the rest of his written review on the site. And uh, yeah, I'll have to look forward to that. I think right now it's only on the Switch and PC. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I would assume we'll probably see this. I know it's a small studio. Um, yeah. And we'll see this uh, on PS4 and Xbox in the future, hopefully. So, all right. What were you guys currently playing, Bert? You want to hit us with uh, what yeah. you're going on? So I went back to Horizon Zero Dawn because I was looking through my lack of platinum trophies uh, for whatever reason. And I was going through some of the games that I have platinum and stuff that I was almost about to platinum. And Horizon Zero Dawn, I was missing literally three bronze trophies in the game in order to get the platinum. So I went back, did that, uh, fell in love with the game all over again, surprisingly, and um, am now working on the uh, DLC that I never played, which is called The Frozen Wilds. And starts out really slow, but it gets really good, so I'm enjoying that right now. I think I have only a few hours left in it. Um, <clears throat> also, once again, hunting um, uh, trophies for Last of Us, which is kind of weird that I don't have a platinum there. Now I remember why, because a lot of them are <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and so I'm probably never going to get the platinum on there. I don't know if there's a big enough community um, in the multiplayer scene in order to get those last few. 
Um, and also, I need one bronze trophy in God of War <laughs> for the damn crows in that game. So I <laughs> need to find that somehow. They're really hard to find if you just if they're kind of sprinkled all over the world um, outside of certain sections. So I'm stuck there. And then I started Yakuza Zero, but I'm slowing down on it. There's it, there's some crazy silliness to it. Um, that takes the experience out for me. One second, it's like a super serious Yakuza gangster game. And the next second, you're acting like a goofball at like a, a television shoot somewhere. So it's really weird. Um, I like a lot of it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, God, this game is just such a weird experience. Um, so I, I don't know. I've heard the uh, Kiwami games, which is part one and two, and then the other ones take a lot more serious of a tone, but there's still goofiness to it. So I don't know. It's... Uh, Maybe I'm over this type of gameplay, or maybe I just am playing too many games at the same time to where I can't focus on it. I haven't figured it out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's it. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, Yakuza, yeah. you know, is that for sure. It's it's, yeah. it's silly and crazy. That's and then yeah. but then but then you're playing this super serious and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Am I doing checking out this girl who's selling people's panties? You know, it's just like, well, it doesn't make any sense. But that's Jap you know, Japanese games for you, man, I guess. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah, I don't know. Weirdness. Dan, what are you up to? Also playing Yakuza, Kiwami <laughs> 2, basically, and then also new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe Remaster 3.0. 82 volumes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that game is. I, I I didn't play it on the Wii U, so it, it's it's. I think it came out for the D, 3DS too. Probably. I don't. There's know. a version of it that came out. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's just. I don't know. I, it's fun to play with the kids. You know, I haven't had a whole lot of gaming time this week, so um, I uh, played a little bit of State of Decay last night. And yeah. Like I said, I launched. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 by Demon Star. I mean, I literally hit the start button and then I was like, I gotta go to bed. So I was just <laughs> but you know, it was just another one of those games, man. But yeah, the Yakuza, I'm 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 slowing down on it as well. You know, not necessarily for the same reasons. I just played through three games though, and yeah. or almost three games, and it's just getting to the point where I'm just like, I gotta stop because it's good and I enjoy it, but they keep changing everything. Even from zero to Kiwami to Kiwami two, like everything keeps changing. I'm just like, just yeah. leave it the same. If you're gonna remaster these all, you know, just make it the same freaking, you know, combat and the styles and the progression. Just make it the same. But they didn't. <clears throat> they just keep changing it for some arbitrary reason. Drives <laughs> me crazy. So. Yeah, I haven't. Yakuza is one of those series I've heard tons about, but I just it doesn't yeah. seem like the game for me. Um, so even with one being free on PSN Plus, I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. And I don't mm -hmm. know if I will or not. Just uh, I kind of know myself a little better at this point. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing Celeste finally, uh, putting some time into that. I'm uh, I think a little past halfway through the whole game. Um, beat the little mini game in it this weekend, which was hella challenging. Um, probably one of the most challenging 2D things I've played in a while. Um, but uh, really enjoying it. I, it's weird. I, maybe I need to finish it. Um, but right now, I'm not as high on it as other people. Um, I know that this got a 10 in a few publications. It was on Game of the Year lists. And right now, um, I really, really like it. I think it's a very good game. I love the soundtrack. Um, the gameplay is is really neat, but it, it's not at a kind of 10 level for me. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. I play a lot of these indie titles. I love 2D games, so I could be kind of picky about them, but um, I'll keep working on it. Uh, I started Life is Strange 2. The, I did the kind of 
prologue where uh, all hell breaks loose, uh, which kind of shocked me. It was uh, pretty abrupt. And then uh, you kind of end up, you know, starting the full game in this wilderness section, which I, uh, I've only just started now. But again, the, the gameplay of these games, like the uh, Telltale games, I don't know. I, they, they have to do something unique to really draw me in. I find myself almost a little bored with them now. Like, uh, you know, I start walking around and it's like I've got to hit A on 20 different things where it just says I looked at something and I don't know. It, yeah. I'm starting to find it a little boring, to be honest with you. And the story has to be epic in order to enjoy those. Yeah, it's just it's losing me. So, um, despite the uh, you know the really well written start, and then other than that, just you know me playing multiplayer stuff. So nothing really too much to speak about here. I'm really pumped about the update for PUBG that's coming Tuesday. Uh, so a day after this publishes, that'll be out with Vikendi and the updates we talked about. Played some State of Decay two with Dan last night, which was really cool to get back to. Actually, um, it's a really fun game. I wish I put more time into it. So hopefully we can play some more of that soon as well. All right, so I think it is time, Bert, for Name That Game. And today, Bert is uh, giving us the game. Yakuza Zero. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I hope or not hope that I get it on question two again this time. So yes. we'll see how we do. But uh, bring it to us, Bert. All right, we'll see how this goes. I tried to structure questions a little bit better, but you'll probably still get this one. All right, uh, my question is going to be very general at the start. I gave too much detail last time. So first question, and this one's going to Dan first. Okay. Bullshit. All right, this game released in, in October of 1999. Ooh, I have no idea. Yakuza 0. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that your is that your real guess? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no, right. no clue. Okay. Okay. Um, NFL 2K. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was a good theory, though. Fantastic. That was a good theory. All right. So uh, moving on to question two, and this one starts with Ain. So this game, when it released in 1999, came out in the arcade and the Dreamcast. Oh, and, and then, and then, it was, it. and then it later went <laughs> on to the PSP in 2006. What? Crazy Taxi. No. Uh, you said October '99, right? Yep. Well, that's interesting. So it's a month after launch. Uh. I have no clue. Oh, uh, I, I I do have a guess. Oh, well, you're, you're gonna have to you already did already? You already guessed? And here already went crazy taxi. Yeah, yeah crazy taxi. I'm gonna go Gran Turismo 18. <laughs> on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Dreamcast on arcade. Oh, now? I have no idea. All right. Okay. So you get the first attempt on this one, Dan. Oh, Moving yeah. on to question three. The developer uh, that developed on PSP was a fairly um, common one. It was a uh, Klein Computer Entertainment, and they did a ton of ports that were moved to the PSP from Dreamcast. Klein Computer Entertainment, which no longer exists, by the way. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> I, I got uh, nothing, man. I got nothing. Berserk. Negative. That's a good anime, though. Is that anime? Anime? It's a good game on Dreamcast. I still have it. Yeah. Which actually, I'll actually jump with that being said. No, I'm going to leave that alone, actually. Damn you it. should probably leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. So m moving over to uh, back to Ains on this next question. So we're on question four. The composer of the music of this game has also made music for prominent series like Monster Hunter and the Devil May Cry series. You might be 
picking up a theme here, but I'll see if you guys are picking it up. Say that again. Well, it's to Ains, but just so you can have yeah. the question, Dan. The oh, composer, yeah. the, the composer that did the music in this game has also done the music for games like Monster Hunter and the Devil May Cry series. Yep. Yep. Can I get up and go look at my Dreamcast games? Sure, cannot. <laughs> cannot. Um, binoculars. <laughs> the yeah, they're, they're hidden. Um, Evil Dead Hail to the King. No. <laughs> Is that a game? I thought that was the show. Oh, I have it. Oh. I feel like okay. it's it my turn? Yep. It is it is Sonic. Sonic no. <laughs> Sonic Adventure One was so, fantastic. Well, I, I figured Sonic yeah, was. on everything. So. Well, so that's that's what's interesting is at launch, launch was September 9th. It was 9999. And that's when Sonic and Soul Calibur and those games came out. So the fact that this came out a month later is really throwing me for a loop. I have no clue. Okay, no next question. This one's for you, Dan. The game also had an anime series that released before the game came out yeah. in April of 1999 from April to September. It was the only time. It was a one-run series. I think I know it. Oh, good, because I don't. I think. Uh, Pokemon. <laughs> Did you ever own a Sega system? No. Listen, I was just throwing shit out there because I yeah. am totally drawn a blank. I don't watch right. anime. All right. Uh, Jet Set Radio. No, incorrect. Thankfully, moving on to the next question. Oh, so, and, and listeners, if you're listening audio or YouTube, let us know if you have got it by now. So, anyways, going back to Ains. The game is set in the 19th century. Oh. The time that this game is taking place in is in the 19th century. Still nothing. This game's hard, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Better than the second question. Yeah. I meant, I meant, uh, well, this game too, but I meant name that game is hard when you're yeah, yeah. hot. Oh, the game, yeah. You go blank. I know It's Ains. Ains' answer here. Yeah, 18th century. 18th, 19th, 19th century. 1800s, yeah. Um, 1800s. Damn, dude. Mm. Oh, boy. It's. I'm just going to yellow a goofy name out for the hell of it. Fur Fighters. No, no. Negative. <laughs> All right, this next question might give it away. Might give Wait, it away. Do I get a guess? Oh, I know you did. No, you didn't. Never mind. Go ahead, Dan. It's like, well, I'm just gonna say Pokemon again because I don't know. <laughs> Pokemon is not set in the 19th century, goddammit. Like, <laughs> there were Pokemon back then. <laughs> That's bullshit. All right, Pokemon too. No. <laughs> All right, go ahead. This one All right. Next question. Yes. It was published by Ido Software in Europe in North America, but Capcom in Japan. Oh. Oh, I have another guess, but that can't be right. <sighs> the only reason I mention it is because Eidos was like a big developer back in the in this time period, and they were throwing this game around everywhere. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know who that is. So. Oh! I'm going to go with... Uh, no, that wasn't second. Capcom. Damn it. No, maybe. God, I, this is tough, dude. I'm talking to myself over here. Sorry. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. I, Hopefully on pass. the next question, it'll give it away. So it's a pass for Dan. All right. Uh, Ains, so, you're up. 
Power Stone. It is Power Stone. Power it Stone. Is, Never Power heard of it. Stone. And I'm off the show. I, I did not know um, that that was Eidos outside the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Also Europe. Uh, next question, I think, would have given it away. But it has a cast of 10 fighters that have religious yep. legends and myth hunting in their description of their character. Mm. The question after that was, you pursue gems from different colors. Yep. And the final question was, the name of the gems are called Power Blank. <laughs> yeah. If anyway. I didn't get it by then, I would have banged my head against the wall. I've never yeah. played that game. I've never heard what? of that game. <laughs> God. There's the moment. There it is. <laughs> Power Stone? Who the it's fuck Power is heard of Power Stone? Power Stone is a fantastic dude, a very fighting game, dude. Seriously. Yes. Well, that's why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I played like three games on the Dreamcast. Oh, my God. You're killing so, me. And one killing of them was like a football game. Killing me. What uh, What question was that? Six or seven? That was uh, number seven. Well, actually, hold on. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's seven. Okay, cool. I'm keeping track for our history records here. Hold on for a second. I want to... We'll look up Power Stone here. Power, dude, it's so people, good. People have been asking Capcom to bring that back for years. Mm, yeah. Very popular game as it's a. All two of you. Good, uh, <laughs> good game, Bert. Good questions. That worked yep. out well. Oh, there was a Power Stone 2. There is a Power Stone 2, which released literally the year after, and all it had was new characters and a couple of new stages. Yep. Well, yeah. And they haven't touched it since. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, fellas. I think we are done for today. A couple things closing out. So, new episode of Backseat Gaming went live Friday. If you haven't watched it yet, please check it out because it's fun watching Dan scream like a, a little boy playing uh, Resident Evil one-shot demo. So, we did a special one-off episode of that with Dan playing who hates horror games. So, that was a lot of fun. We are going to be back this Friday with a new series for Backseat Gaming. Uh, Dan, it's going to be taking the reins and playing Shadow Warrior 2 which uh, I really have not played or know anything about, so I'll have to do a little research. Um, I put up uh, an article this week or over the weekend. I can't remember when I put it up, but it's up uh, about the good in gaming. So this really focused on uh, all the good things that gaming can do for people and all the good things that gamers are doing. So if you haven't read that yet, I would really appreciate it. And then uh, we have a new series likely coming this week. We've been working on this one for a long time now. But it's going to be a video series, um, which basically uh, narrates and gives you some video background to our Examining the Classics articles that you can find on the site now. So we're working on that. Um, it's something new for us. We hope you enjoy it when it comes out, and you'll be able to see that on the main page of our site, and we will let you know when that comes out as well. Guys, anything else to touch on before we uh, head out of here? Um, I have a little mini here that is a little tease to the next video we're doing and it's really small the true playstation and then moving it away so that's a little video that's coming this week <laughs> so uh do you what about our audio listeners <laughs> yeah you can't see it audio guys sorry but it's a very small playstation that fits in the palm of my hand there will be a video coming for that cool. uh, this week so an emulator stay, stay tuned for the, yeah it's a tiny emulator. <laughs> yeah. on the go you plug it into your phone yep. how cool as shit would that be I have to call somebody right now. <laughs> Wait a minute, you know. Pat, 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 eyes just got really, really big. Whoa. <laughs> Step yeah. over, cloud computing. I've got a keychain emulator you can plug into your phone. But there you go. need a dongle. All right, everyone. Have a good week, everybody. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
Thanks as, thanks as always, everyone. We will see you next week.